Good morning. God is always trying to get to us, to use everything he can, everything at his disposal to reach us, somehow. And in our Christian tradition, we have this practice of saying that there are three particular things that God uses, or through which God speaks to us. They are truth, goodness, and beauty. And we can say that each of those things are characteristics that God has. Truth, goodness, and beauty. And a friend of a friend said to me once, or said to my friend once, that often when you look around and you get to know people, you can notice in, pers in people's personalities that often somebody is a truth person, or a goodness person, or a beauty person. That different people are particularly drawn to one of those aspects of God. I wonder which of those you might be. And while those things are never in competition, I think that this Feast of the Epiphany, the feast when we celebrate Jesus's appearance, not just to his family uh, and to the shepherds, but to the Magi who represent all of the nations coming to Jesus, I think this is really a feast of beauty. Our opening prayer said that, asked that we would come to behold the beauty of the Lord. But what does that mean when we talk about beauty? There's natural beauty, and there's artistic beauty. There's the beauty of an incredible landscape the beauty of these mountains and these trees that surround us. If you go in the parking lot, you'll know which car is mine because it came from Troy and it has no snow on it. <laughs> There's the beauty of a good painting or a poem that really gets you or a great work of literature. But there's also mathematicians and scientists and engineers will say there are theories or there are equations that are beautiful. There are designs that are beautiful. I think you could even say that in football, there's a pass where there's a catch that's really beautiful. And each of these things is just a small and a tiny reflection of who God is, and meant by God to show us something about himself. He's trying to get to us when we experience these things. And because they're little shares in him, we can say that God is beauty himself. I suspect that these magi, the three wise men who came and presented these gifts to Jesus, I suspect that they were people who were very drawn by beauty. Why would I say that? Well, first of all, they bring beautiful things with them. They bring nice things. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which are traditionally depicted, as they are here in our creche, in these very beautiful containers. But the gospel also says that they were overjoyed when they saw the star. 
that something about the star and the perception of its beauty drew them. And it says that the same thing happens when they come to the house and they see Jesus with his mother Mary. Something about that process of seeing something that's beautiful drew them and attracted them. But just a couple of things about these magi. Who were they? We don't know exactly who they were or what they were, but it would seem that they were some kind of astronomers or even astrologers uh, from an Eastern nation who were practicing some kind of belief in a general supernatural power. But maybe they didn't know exactly what that power was, and they were looking for it wherever they were able to find it. And so when they saw this come, this star come, they went and they found Christ. These magi also, I think this is important for us, they came together, the three of them, like the shepherds did, because that's how our journey happens to and with Christ. It's not something we can do on our own. It's something that has to happen together in community. <coughs> but I think maybe the most striking thing about the account of the Magi in the Gospel is that in just the very last line that Deacon Brian read to us, it says, after they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, it says, they departed by another way. So the way they went back from Christ was not the way they came to Christ. And sure, maybe that's just a statement about their Google Maps directions. But what if that means something a little bit deeper than that? That they came away from that experience changed. They came with this perception that maybe there is some general supernatural power Maybe you've heard people say, understandably, maybe even reasonably, I think there's a God, but I wouldn't want to constrain God to just one religion. That would be, God's too big for that. That's understandable, and it's, in a way, open-minded and noble of people to say that. But what happens when God constrains himself? just to one person and one place and time to Jesus Christ. Those magi came with certain assumptions, but they went away with a very specific path. Who was Jesus? And this Jesus, who is truly God, is the one who's trying to reach us, who reaches us through beauty, He's the one who comes to us in the liturgy and in prayer so that we can say when we come here and we receive the Eucharist, we are eating beauty. <laughs>